What's the one thing all great teams have in common? Great coaching. Try to suck up to me, Evelyn. I'm Gordon Bombay, the new hockey coach. All right, let's go! Learn me! Come on! We're Team USA, gathered from all across America. And we're going to stick together. You know why? Because we are ducks, and ducks fly together. It's the Quack Attack Podcast. Hey, everybody. It was me. I'm Mike. Tommy's not here. That's Kevin. What's up, y'all? Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for telling your friends. Welcome to the Quack Deck Podcast, the definitive Mighty Ducks Podcast. Tommy is not here. Um, he said he had to work late. We're, last week, we're bravely carrying on without. That's him. true. That's true. Kevin, last week you had to cancel for unknown reasons. It was just a busy week. Just a busy week. So uh, we're trying to make it work, but as I said, Tommy and Kevin have become quite important in the world. <laughs> so. Uh, we will push on, but a lot to sort of follow up on before we get uh, to the topic in hand. First of all, uh, I had a, I had one other. To, we're kind of audible here. I have a topic that I think is going to be pretty good, but I, I sort of need everyone here for it. And I sort of went down a rabbit hole, so I'm trying to find some answers. But if it eventually comes and I figure it out, I feel like this will be it will be an explosive podcast. Uh, second of all. We had our good friend, um, I don't remember what his name was. It was He was the guy who uh, wanted to meet the, oh, the yeah. actor and get a tattoo. Um, so we got an email from that and that I want to read, who um, ha- is from uh, Megan. And she starts with, I am Kevin's sister. I'm- oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working in Europe and driving a lot, so I'm listening to your podcast because I love the Mighty Ducks way before Kevin did. <laughs> I heard about your travel budget problem. I will cover your travel to meet the British fan who will get the tattoo of the duck he meets if Kevin agrees to get a matching tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's pretty intense. Yeah. Well, she says on his face. JK doesn't have to be on his face. But I will throw in a six-pack for the trip if he does it on his face. Please discuss this on the air. Wow. Uh, P.S. My shout brother out. is a dork. So, <laughs> Shout out, Meg. Yeah, so shout out to Megan for covering our travel costs. If we can get this meetup in England with uh, our fan and the uh, any Mighty Duck, really, to get this tattoo. But, Kevin, would you get a tattoo, a matching tattoo, if it came down to it? Um, I, I don't know. That's, that's really tough. That'd be a fun trip, you know? Yeah. That, that almost would be worth the price of admission, you know, like just for the trip. Oh, just getting a tattoo to like pay for everything else. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I'm now I'm excited. I'm excited. The fan was Andy, by the way. I forgot Andy's name, but Andy is the fan who, if you missed it, go back and listen to our last episode. But basically he's on a quest to meet a Mighty Duck, and he has vowed to get a tattoo of whichever Mighty Duck he meets. So, uh, a lot in the works there. What, what, I mean, that would suck if it was like carp, you know? Oh, he has to get like of a young carp on his face? <laughs> yeah. Because carp has grown up to be like a good-looking guy. Would he get the like the face now, or would he get a young carp? Mighty, young, that'd carp. young carp. And okay. that'd be weird. That'd be a weird thing to try to explain for the rest of your life, too. Yeah, yeah, that would be weird. I don't know. Yeah, he'd probably get at some inconspicuous spot, I would feel like. Yeah, but Maybe on the buttocks? Yeah, something like that. Maybe. I don't know. Andy, let us know where you would get your tattoo. I'm very intrigued now. We have 
it seems like we have some funding. So uh, we just need to get some one of the ducks over to England here. Now, quick, quick note okay. about my sister. Ever since she's been on this uh, European tour or whatever, mm-hmm. I'll periodically get a text from her that like has zero context around it. And I have no idea what she's talking about. And it's always that she's talking about the ducks or about <laughs> about about the pod. Um, so she she told me I needed to apologize for Iceland to Iceland, the entire country of Iceland um, for something that I said early on. I think um, I don't even recall it. So. Uh, but if in case I do need to apologize, <laughs> I'm sorry, Iceland. Wow. I'm glad we uh, could reconcile there with Iceland. I feel like we've all said a lot that we need to apologize for on this yeah. podcast, but we can move on. And uh, yeah, we've so, said a lot, though, that we don't need to apologize for, which is the important part. <laughs> that's true. That's true. That was a big moment for you to apologize to Iceland there. Yeah. I'm sure they're very appreciative. Now, the second thing we have to follow up on last episode we had uh, this problem with Spectrum, and we discovered uh, some. We discovered some interesting names complaining to Spectrum, and we discovered one story from Sarah about how Spectrum killed her dog. Uh, Sarah, I tried to get Sarah on the podcast. She did not get on the pod. She did not want to come on the podcast, but she did explain through a series of tweets what happened with Spectrum and her dog. So I'll read it here first. Remember, this is this is gonna be long. It was, it was several tweets here. Uh, Sarah says they sent weird contractors to my neighborhood, who are most likely the ones who let my dog out of the yard without telling me I was home. My dog got killed by a car that day. Then they came back around 4:30 a.m. and woke me up with all the noise. So I called the company to ask about it. The company responded by having someone call me every couple of days for the next two weeks to ask me upsetting questions while I was mourning. The last call was someone telling me I didn't have enough proof and they wouldn't give me anything. I hadn't asked for anything but answers. And then I got this fucking letter in the mail giving me the legalese version of fuck you, you can't prove it. I moved to AT&T, which is both faster and cheaper internet service. And Spectrum is not allowed to contact me anymore. They agreed to that, but apparently can't keep track of who all they fucked over and recently started reaching out again. I literally can't ever say fuck them enough for all of it. I'd literally send them photos before they even admitted to having people out that day and then at 4.30 a.m. against Noida's ordinance. So, some answers, I guess. Not a lot of answers, but um, they let the dog out. Well, they allegedly let the dog out of the yard. I'm assuming the dog got ran over. And uh, Spectrum's fault, so take from that what you will. Now, the other person we wanted to contact was fart part of an egg because we he was complaining to spectrum i think and we got intrigued by what exactly fart part of an egg was so i reached out to fart part of an egg and i asked him mr fart what does fart part of an egg mean <laughs> and he said ll like mm, yes this is mr fart fire away with your questions good sirs uh fart part of an egg is always the yolk i can't recall where i might have sponged it up originally but been saying it since i was a kid I would bet a movie or maybe a bigger kid I looked up to might have said it, but I really don't remember. But yeah, the yolk is the fart part, I guess, because we think of sulfur being pale yellow in powder form. But as it turns out, there's more sulfur usually in the white of an egg. That doesn't translate as well. Also, I find it amazing you can squeeze, I think, 140 plus episodes out of the Mighty Ducks. That's really awesome. Didn't didn't he also refer to himself as Mr. Fart? Well, I like I said, I, I contacted him. I literally said, like, 
Hey, Mr. Fart. <laughs> we uh, we record this podcast. We discovered your name. We were, we were just wondering what the fart part of an egg was. And he's like, you're killing me with Mr. Fart. Like, mm-hmm, yes, good sirs. <laughs> I am Mr. Fart. Fire away with your questions. So that was more educational and more thought out than I thought it was going to be. I didn't yeah. realize the yolk was the fart part of an egg, but uh, something. I, see, I, I thought it. I thought the name was like a verb, like you are farting part of an egg. Oh, I see. That's how, when I initially heard the the name. I was like, oh, that's weird. I yeah. mean, but I, I don't know. I, I didn't even consider it being like an actual part of the egg. Yeah. Yeah. I can see where you're coming from. Like you fart so big, you farted part of an egg. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like that would actually make a little more sense than- My the- sister's really going to love this episode. <laughs> well, yeah. She got a shout out. But- Anyway, fart part of an egg. Thank you for your education here. Um, it makes sense, I guess. Another quick question. So, like, when would you use that? Like, when in casual conversation could or would you ever use that phrase? Well, I mean, I think maybe in cooking, you're like, oh. Get, like, well, g- uh, give me the fart part of the egg. Yeah, yeah. You know? Let's stir in the fart part of the egg here. And uh, let's, uh, yeah, hmm. discard the other stuff. I don't know. I don't know, but apparently it works for them. If, so. if we have any chefs out there uh, and that have ever used this, or if any listeners for any reason have ever used this or heard of this, because I mean, like I, 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 I'm a fan of like silly phrases and stuff like yeah. that. I've never heard this one, like not even a, a whiff of it. Not pun yeah. intended. There, I, I like it though. I feel like if you can go out in the world and like secretly film. You talking to whoever, your significant other, your friend, and just try to work in fart part of an egg and see their reaction. That would be amazing. If we can get submissions for that, that would yeah. be great. And then send it to us and we'll uh, we'll play the best ones and we'll watch the best ones on, on the air here. We're going to have a, like an army of people just saying this all the time. <laughs> so it's, it's going to be very weird for everybody that's that doesn't listen to this pod. Yeah. Well, I'll definitely try to work it into my conversations and see what happens here. Anyway. Now that we're all caught up, <laughs> let's move to the topic. Really important stuff that we yeah, need to cover. Yeah, here. a lot of stuff we could clarify there, so I'm excited. So, topic today, as I said, we I had a topic, but I feel like it would be better if all three of us were here. So, we're going to move to a quack question here. Possibly, nah, probably just one. We're already, we're already well into the episode here. So, uh, Kevin, what is our quack question today? Um, Sorry, I had it. Comes from uh, Mercedes, uh, is what it's signed as. Um, and the quack, it's an email, so it's a little long, but uh, it says, Hi guys, first off, I'm a big fan of the podcast. Uh, thank you for that. Um, since discovering it a month or so after rewatching the documentaries, uh, my favorite so far have been the episodes on the JV Varsity Dinner and the street brawl between the Ducks, Sandlot, and Goonies crews. Keep up the good work. Thank you very much, Mercedes. That means a lot. And those were good episodes. Yes. Uh, so go back and listen to this. Um, now for my quack question. Uh, I haven't gotten through all the episodes yet. So if the question has come up before, my bad. My question is, how on earth is it possible in D1 that all the ducks attend the same school? Uh, obviously, the ones that live in Minneapolis, Charlie, Jesse, Connie, could, conceiv- con- could conceivably live in the same school district and attend the same school. But how are Gee, St. Paul... Fulton, Stillwater, and Averman, Brooklyn Park there as well. There are no schools in those towns? Also, are we seriously supposed to believe that all the ducks are in the same grade, are the same age, because Terry, Tommy, and Peter look way younger than everyone else? Can't wait to get up to speed on all the pods. 
again, thank you, Mercedes. Um, really g great question. I, I'd never really even considered this before. You wanna, yeah. You want to take this on, Mike? We, we've talked about some elements of this uh, before. And I think our, our, uh, one of our theories, and I don't know how much sense this makes, is they all went to like a small school that didn't offer. Like a charter school or something. Yeah, and it for it was so, it's like a public school though. It's not Yeah, and it was so small that it it didn't offer every subject every year. So every 2 years you would have like a science class. So it would be kids from like the two grades in the same class. Uh I think that was our theory to get kids into the same science class there cuz yeah, it does seem a little different, but again, they're playing in the same league, so you would assume they're at least close in age. When when did uh, like the concept of like magnet schools come around? That's a good question, and I am I I do not have an answer. I think we can probably look this up. Um, yeah. So obviously you have Minneapolis and then St. Paul. Minneapolis and St. Paul obviously it's called the Twin Cities. They're they're relatively close to one another. Um, Brooklyn Park. I just looked it up. That's like Northwest Adina. Where Adam Banks is from, that's like southeast of Minneapolis. So, yeah, there are some disparities there. I think the only other answer I could have is that these kids were born in these places, but now lived in a close neighborhood. Mm, so they still like consider themselves from Brooklyn Park. Like, So when they're asked that question, that's the reason that's the answer. It's not where they live. It's where they're from. Yes. That is the most... Uh, reasonable answer to get Brooklyn Park and Adina in the same school. Although I guess Banks doesn't go to the same school, so maybe he's a special case. But yeah, you would assume the St. Paul is is different though, because obviously it's a big city. Um, so I don't know. Maybe there's some like busing that is happening where you're getting kid. You want kids from different parts of the. Uh, different socioeconomic statuses to come into the same school, that kind of stuff. Uh, all right. So I looked up the, the magnet schools thing. So magnet school, this is according to Wikipedia, which is never wrong. Um, magnet schools emerged in the United States in the 1970s okay. as one means of remedying race, racial segregation in public schools. Um, so it's been around for a while. So I, I think that might be the most logical. I, I, I mean, I, I like your, if we're assuming that they still live in those places, I think it has to be that their school is magnet school. Yes. Uh, yeah. That makes sense that they're a magnet school, and I guess they'd be a smaller magnet school. Usually magnet schools are bigger, but I guess at least the ones in my experience. But, yeah, I guess they're a smaller magnet school. Um, I So it, it's choice, really. So, like, these kids have the choice. That thing, if you want to go to the magnet school, you're Yeah, you okay. basically like transfer districts to go to a magnet school. Okay. They're, it's called a magnet school because they draw the of students. Of course, yes, yeah. So I was like, just... a, like a magnet, you know, pulls metal yeah. and shit like that. Well, yeah, well put, yeah. well put. Uh, Science. Yeah, because I was thinking like even if you had a bus in and like you had, it had kids being bussed in for like different socioeconomic statuses, all these kids seem poor outside of banks, so that wouldn't really work, so... Yeah, you'd have to have a small magnet school, 
I assume it would be just I don't know why these kids would want to go there like why these parents would want to go there because it doesn't seem like it's all that great of a school maybe it is we don't really yeah. see all that much of it so yeah I mean they're like left alone in a classroom for like a, for like 30 minutes like, that, yeah. yeah when they get the tension yeah, yeah there's no teacher in there or anything so maybe it's a school for ch- troubled children like a like like a magnet school for troubled like a, children? I don't know. Uh, no, okay. I don't know how that would work. Okay, yeah. So also, why would you want to be that school? <laughs> I don't know. You just get uh, I all right. We'll back it up. It's a magnet <laughs> school. Their parents just sent them there. Maybe maybe the the whole idea is to give the kids more free reign and teach them to learn on their own and like without the presence of an adult. Yes. That's like the theory of the school. And it seems to like, have mixed results. I guess it's like one of those schools that like doesn't discipline their kid. I guess they do discipline them though. And in, in for, for uh, quacking at the teacher. Yeah. They just give them some unsupervised time here. So I, I, I did just have a thought and um, uh, what a sad thing that banks missed out on such like a, like a team bonding experience. Being in the same class, yeah. I don't know if we touched on that whenever we discussed this previously. No. Um, do you think he was just like totally lost? Like, what are you guys talking about? Like, do you think he felt left out? Yeah, I think he's definitely an outsider. I think that definitely like carries over into uh, D two before all the new kids come. Like, I think he's definitely an outsider for a long he's, time there. He was a duck already at that point, right? When when whenever they, get they cracked at the teacher, he was asked to be a duck. Because Peter Mark, Peter Mark's like, what about Banks in the detention? And then Bombay's like, he can come if you oh, want. Oh, that's right. You've been that's cheated right. the whole time. So it's been determined that he should be a duck, but he, I don't think he'd ever come and like met the team. Gotcha. Or as he might have come in the locker room that first time and when they all walked out and they forfeited. Or, Jesse yeah. was being like a pain in the ass. Yeah, yeah. It's Now it's all blending together. Yeah. So I don't know. But yeah, he was he was supposed to be a duck, but I'm un, unsure of whether he actually met the team at that point. Um, he just wants to play hockey. Exactly. Exactly. So I think we I think we figured this one out. No? It's a magnet school. Yeah, it's a magnet school. And that's how all these kids come here. Yeah. And uh, Banks. It's a very oddly run magnet school. Yeah, very experimental uh, education going on here. I wonder how long they stayed open or how much uh, state funding. Is this like a is this like a Deion Sanders situation, like that kind of school? <laughs> this is gonna have to be. I'm gonna have to provide some context here. So, uh, Deion Sanders opened a uh, charter school in Dallas named Prime Prep. His nickname was Prime Time when he played for the Cowboys. Um, and the, it within I want to say three years it was out of business or, or maybe maybe four but anyway it tried to play like public school football public school athletics um, and immediately ran into some trouble there uh, and got a lot of kids uh, like uh, disqualified and yes yeah a lot of uh, a lot of interesting academic situations there so like uh emmanuel moodier who plays in the nba right now he had some he was gonna play at smu and then there's some academic questions he went over and played uh overseas in australia that kind of stuff so yeah it just uh all fell apart here so i don't know how to, maybe i would hope that this ducks charter school or magnet school was uh was more focused on the education here because obviously these kids were not great athletes um but who knows? 
Our, our friend Corbett made a funny joke on Twitter the other day regarding Prime Prep uh, and the Tony Romo Deion Sanders feud. Oh yeah. Um, his when he responded to Tony Romo, I forget exactly what the context of that. Was. I think Tony Romo said that he'd never made a tackle in his whole career or something like that. Yes, and um, then Deion Sanders came back and said he basically said he was in the Hall of Fame and Tony Romo wasn't. Yeah. Um, Corbett said something along the lines of uh, Deion Sanders shutting Tony Romo down like he shuts down charter schools. So, nice. Shout out to our to our boy Corbett. Yeah. Shout out to Corbett. Maybe he'll come on the pod one of these days. Yeah. That'd be could, that'd be really interesting. I don't I I don't know that he's ever seen the the, the documentaries. I'll have to ask him. Yeah. He's he'd a very be a, he'd be a good guest though. Yeah, he's a very interesting and very thoughtful guy. So I feel like maybe that maybe we'll have to do that, see yeah. what happens. Anyway. There's your answer, Mercedes. Thanks for the question. That was a very roundabout um circle back to the topic there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we got off on the tangent, but, yeah. who, but I feel like we fully uh, explored the topic. So, yeah. There you go, Mercedes. Again, thanks for the question. Let's move now. Finally, after a long delay, two week, two week delay, almost three weeks. I guess this would be a third week delay. Let's move to the semifinals of Mighty Ducks trivia. Joining us now for our first semifinal matchup. This is going to be an interesting one. We got an all New England battle here. In the Chowda Championship. The Chowda Championship. Uh, in Connecticut, our good friend, Ed, at ERCMIA. Ed, how are you doing today? How's it going? Doing good. Doing good. Ed, if you don't remember, is our uh, Yale curling coach. He is a chess master, or I guess a chess player. I don't know if you're allowed to like say you're a master. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway... <laughs> Beat Aunt Jenny Weisler in the first round, got three out of seven. Then took down Will F in the second round, going four out of five in the quarterfinals. Uh, Ed, first of all, Connecticut, what's the weather out there right now? It's pretty cold. Uh, around 40 today. Around 40 today. So. I think it's around 80 this week in Dallas. Nice. <laughs> Just in case you wanted to know. <laughs> uh, the curling team, has the curling team started yet? So, yeah, uh, the uh, Yale team actually won their first college tournament or bonds feel of the season. So they're very excited. What's a bonds feel? It just means a curling tournament. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. What's that? Is that some sort of Canadian word or something? It's uh, no one's quite sure. It's like some German (laughs) or Dutch word. (laughs) No one is sure. (laughs) It's it's really old. (laughs) Yeah, I had to look it up for a friend for some other reason, and we were like, oh, all right, nobody actually knows where it's from, as it turns out. Wow. But the Scottish used it, and now everyone uses it. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, congratulations to Yale. Yeah. Yeah, they, Go they did a great job. Now, how much of the talk at the Bonspiel was your looming matchup in the semifinals here? At least, like... Two percent of it, I'm sure. Oh, wow. Uh, I wasn't there. This, oh. was in, uh, this was in Penn, but I'm just going to assume that it was like around the periphery. There were people chatting about it in hushed tones. Yeah, you're setting the curly world. I thought you were the coach. How do you not go to the, a, so, a, a bonds field? <laughs> so yeah, I'm a volunteer coach. Uh, oh. the, you know, like so I can't go to all their tournaments. I go to the big ones. I go to nationals and. Stuff like that, but they're pretty much on their own for the smaller ones, and they do well. Okay. So, what were your parting words of wisdom before they left? 
It's not worth winning if you can't <laughs> win big. boy. Nice. Nice. All right. Ed's opponent coming to us from Maine, Brian at Duncan Bruin 77. Brian, how are you doing? Doing well, fellas. How are you guys? Doing well. Doing well. So, Brian, you beat at D Reisner 12, 4 of 6 in the first round, then took down JD Youngblood 4 of, of, of 11 in the quarterfinals. Uh, Brian, when we were trying to get Brian, like, what, two weeks ago, his power was out. Brian, what happened with your power? Oh, man. We had a uh, once in a blue moon little hurricane spur out of the moment out of nowhere. And, uh, about three hours of heavy wind and knocked out the whole state pretty much. So it was uh, it was an interesting week, that's for sure. Did you get a lot of hurricanes in Maine? Never, dude. This was <laughs> literally it was it was three hours in the middle of the night, just high winds over forty miles an hour, and just trees everywhere. It was bananas. Yeah, we got that too here. It was yeah, uh, yeah. We got some rain. Yeah. <laughs> there's like a drizzle for like a, a 20 minutes it rained a couple of days ago. oh my god <laughs> anyway uh, wait i have a question so uh do you have spectrum in maine uh yes we yes i do did yeah. you have the outage issue because I, I think i came across that whenever i was 100 percent. yeah okay. absolutely cool yep. wow Spectrum just outages coast to coast. Yeah, it actually was a pretty easy fix. Uh, I learned all about Google's public name servers. So, oh, yeah, uh-huh. it, it, it oh, was wow. well, you, you just change your name servers to eight 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 and eight eight four four, and that solved the problem. Oh wow! Yeah, I was sitting wow. there for like seven hours without internet, just waiting for it to come back on. Yeah, and then I like tweeted a joke, and then somebody responded like, "No, dude, all you need to do is change your name servers." And- <laughs> Yeah. Interesting. Wow. Is that like yeah. a proxy thing? Is that what that is? No, I I don't know. I it's way too it's it's, it's beyond my technical expertise, but uh got it. Got uh, it. But you can like all of my name servers are set to that now. So it's it's like apparently a, a neat little trick. Wow. This is an educational podcast. Yeah. We just <laughs> come here with the life hacks. All right, let's move on to the task at hand. As a reminder for the competitors, for those listening for the first time. We have 14 total questions here. Uh, if we First one to four correct questions wins. If we make it through all 14, we go to a tiebreaker if they're both tied. Whoever so leading after 14 questions will be the winner and move on to the finals. One step away from the number one Quackalite mug. Uh, you buzz in with your name, unless you want to change your name, but you have to tell us before, as we said. Um, and... Uh, Kevin has final say on pretty much everything here. Uh, you got about roughly five seconds to answer. We don't really enforce that just whenever we feel like it's been five <laughs> seconds. But uh, the the trophy is in the house. Uh, yeah. Oh, wow. I, I know oh. you guys aren't here, but uh, the oh, trophy is here. in the house. Yeah. Um, wow. So a uh, little added uh, mystique there. Yeah. Yeah. It's in the building. All right. Any questions before we get to the first question here? No, I'm good. No, sir. Let's do it. All right. All right. Question number one. Which Mighty Duck was allegedly taking a dance class at Eden Hall? Ed. 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 Uh, that would be Portman. Correct. Ed's on the board. Nice. One. Quick start. One nothing for Ed here as we go to question number two. This comes from D1. 
Uh, Bombay straps Goldberg to the next and ca- to the net and calls it his bar mitzvah. Goldberg said it, says it is more like a what? Brian. Brian. It's more like a circumcision. That is correct. That is correct. <laughs> That's a great quote. Great quote. All right. All right. One to one as we move to question here. Question three here. I can't talk to that. I don't know why. Question three. Which two mighty ducks were brothers in real life? Or are brothers in real life? Oh, man. Yeah, I didn't know this. Wow. Ed? Ed. I'll go... Uh... Tommy, uh, uh, sorry, uh, Terry and... Uh, He's, oh, oh, man. Why can I not remember? And Jesse. Terry and Jesse. That is incorrect. Okay. They do look very, like, they look like they could easily be brothers. Yeah. Yeah. Brian, yeah, do you have a guess here? Um, in real life? I'm going to have to call no, time. I do not. No. Yep. Correct answer is Fulton Reed and Guy Germain. Fulton is Eldon Henson. Oh my god. Oh wow. And Guy yeah. Germain is Garrett Henson. So a uh, little yeah, a little trivia for the, for you there. All right, so we go to question 4, still tied 1-1. One, one. Uh we're going back to D1 here. What do the ducks give the dog to poop? <laughs> Brian. Brian. Oh. Can of beans. Uh, Baked beans. I'm just saying incorrect. I I will agree with that. Oh, uh, Ooh. that would have been my guess too. So, uh, I'll guess a can of chili. That is correct. Can oh. chili. Ed <laughs> gets the lucky pull there. He's up two to one as we move to question five. Question five. Uh, we go to D2. D2 for the first time this round here. Uh, who is the first person Charlie picks up while rounding up the crew Brian. in D2? Brian. Jesse, we're back. Yes. Two I like two. how he's answering with quotes. I mean, that's 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 some strong trivia game. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's one of my that's my favorite scene in all three movies, the roundup. Yeah, it's wonderful. All right, this is a tight matchup here as we go to question six. Still tied two to two. Uh, what is the name of the radio announcer in D3? Ed. Ed. I, I uh, God. Uh, Danny. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> well, he is joined by Paul Correa. He was. He Do you know his time. name? Though? I'm going to call no, time. Sir. His name was Josh. That's, yeah. Okay. Josh. Yep. Yes. Yeah, something we have talked about, I believe, on the pod before. All right. I like the lack of context in this upcoming question. I, I was going to give them awesome. a little oh. bit of context. All right. Is it a credits question? <laughs> no. Uh, D1. What are the blue balls? Ed. Brian. Ed. Uh, the blue balls are oxygen. Nice. It's incorrect. Oh, wait. That is incorrect. Oh, <laughs> Brian. Brian. Pizza? <laughs> <laughs> I was looking for the correct. That was a good. <laughs> I was looking for the actual. Hydrogen. 
<laughs> hydrogen is correct. Would you, would you give it to him? Yeah, let's do it. I'm even willing to give it to him. All right, all right. <laughs> Brian is up three to two here. Can uh, finish it off here with this question. We go to question eight. This comes uh, from D two. When Jan goes to Los Angeles for Gordon, he closes the shop for the first time in how long? Ed. Ed. First time in 10 years. That is correct. Wow, we got a nail-biter here. We got a nail-biter. Three to three as we go to question nine. Question nine. We go to D1, and uh, this is going to be specific here. What is the final score of the Mighty Ducks playoff game against the Cardinals? Ed. Ed. Five to three. Is it incorrect? Oh. Brian. Brian. Two to one. Nope. That is also incorrect. Wow. We move on. Wow. <sighs> correct answer was tension with a butter knife in here. Correct answer was four to two. Four to four two. two. Huh. All right. This one. This is a good question. This is a really good question. Okay. I was I was wondering if this one was too hard, but we'll see what happens here. Uh, question 10. So D3 starts with a flashback sequence. What is the first scene from the previous two movies that is shown? Ed. Brian. Ed. Uh, is it uh, Charlie getting uh, the coach with the egg? Incorrect. Oh. Brian. Brian. They're rocking the limo on the ice. That is correct. Wow. Nice. That is Nicely correct. done. Brian takes it home one step away from the number one quack light mug. Congratulations, Brian. And wow. Thank you, boys. Thank you. This has been uh, this has been quite a run for you here. Just I feel like the whole state of Maine is paying attention at this point. Now that they've done it. I hope so. If you if and I, all that matters is Julie the cat. Otherwise, it's all good. <laughs> yeah. I don't think the state of Maine has been as captivated as this since then. Yeah. Since <laughs> Julie the cat. That's right. That's yeah. right. <laughs> Ed, Ed, you you had your own run here. Came up just short. Nothing to be ashamed about. Uh, no, not at all. Not at all. No. I had a, had a chance there with the uh, Cardinals question. I just couldn't remember which game was which score. Yeah, so. that, that was a you know that was a close one because yeah I do believe they beat the Hornets five to three if I remember correctly. Are are you gonna be able to walk into curling practice yeah. with your with your head held high? Ed, did we lose him? I don't think so. He 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 must just be so so upset. <laughs> Ed is so angry. <laughs> Ed, are you still there? <laughs> I lost you guys for about 10 seconds. Oh, okay. Uh, Kevin, you want to ask your question? Yeah. Are you, are you going to be able to walk into curling practice with uh, with your head held high? I think so. I think, uh, you know, winning two and losing on a uh, barn burner like this one, uh, I can live with that. I can, I, I can get, I can keep my respect at least, you know. I, and I think maybe this is one of those losses that you can kind of rally your team around. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. This is a contest where, you know, neither team was going to be disappointed in how it went. It was a very good, very good game. Absolutely. Well, good luck to the Elk Curling team. Uh, Brian, oh, thank you. we will see you in the future here. I believe our next our next semifinal is scheduled for two weeks from now, November 29th. Um, and then we'll, the finals will be shortly after then. 
So, Brian, be ready for that. Ed, as I said, good run there. Came up just short. Uh, for us, thequackdeck.com. Go there. Contact us at Pod on Twitter. Go to facebook.com slash Pod. Go to iTunes. Give us five stars. Tell us your favorite flashback scene from the beginning of D3. Go to the shop. Get still your, free shipping. Get your merch. Still free shipping. Is there a is there a money limit on that? Do you have to, is there um, to be a minimum? Of a 40? minimum order. I think it's forty and forty for U.S. eighty five for international. We okay. we had a, we had an order from Indonesia the other day. Oh, so, uh, so yeah. So get your get your merch. Shout out, shout out to them. And uh, no Malaysia, sorry, it was Malaysia. Yeah, I was gonna say Indonesia did not sound right. Yeah, <laughs> I think Malaysia's we're big in Malaysia. I, I know a couple people, a couple of quack lights in Malaysia actually, which is weird, but yeah, anyway, remember, touch fly together, quack quack. <laughs>